This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, now I just I just want to warn you guys here. Uh, not only are we going to have uh, one hour of John Jackson on today's Montana talks, he's going to stick around for the nine o'clock hour as well. So a full two hours of the Joker from Twitter right here on Montana talks. Earmuffs, kids. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Okay, let's turn this microphone on. There oh, he is. Oh, my goodness. Now, wait. Now, is, is, are we in real danger here this morning, Aaron? Or is that risky. the sound for the for the taco uh, food truck down there? Uh, what is that? You didn't tell me that one. <laughs> There's a taco food truck downstairs? <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, you know, I was, I don't know if you heard me yapping about this yesterday or not, but I, you know, I was basically making the point that here's the fake media and even the not so fake media trying to make a big deal of out of the Joe Biden trip to Ukraine. It's a very risky trip. No, it isn't. My kid that was skiing at Red Lodge had a riskier trip on Sunday. The little kids at Skate World had riskier trips and falls on Sunday. You driving to our studio uh, in before this sub-zero Arctic blast hits the state once again was a riskier trip than Joe Biden's trip to Ukraine. That whole air raid, by the way, that's the actual air raid uh, siren sound from Ukraine. They timed it. They staged the whole thing so that the sirens went off, not because of any actual threat, not because of anything that actually triggered the sirens. They staged it for the moment Joe Biden stepped out of the cathedral with Vladimir Zelensky. Well, it seems like the same reason that, you know, little little Vlad there walks around in his... um uh, mini Fidel outfit the whole time because it's all about the optics. It's all about little sound bites for the media to sell this war to the whole world. Well, and, and my whole thing is, no matter what you think of Zelensky, look, the fact is, is this failed foreign policy of this administration needs to be laid at the feet of, of Joe Biden, who appears to have us on the brink of World War III. Uh, as much as we joke about air raid sirens, Zelensky himself is now warning uh, that if China teams up with Russia, which they're, they're threatening further uh, cooperation, that we will enter World War III. And it, I, I go back to one year ago, you know, the media celebrating the one-year anniversary of the, of the war in Ukraine. You remember, it was Joe Biden who, himself who, when he was asked, well, what if Vladimir Putin invades Ukraine? And his response was, well, if it's just a minor incursion. So then what did he do? He basically laid out the welcome mat for Vladimir Putin to launch his minor incursion. And then and then they made that so easy on him with this weak uh, it team in, in the Biden White House that Putin figured, well, why not keep rolling on through? Were you listening? I, I know you were yesterday to your show at the Fox News radio breaks. Their news coverage of Biden's visit to Ukraine. Oh, yeah. I mean, the self gratification that was going on Dumb. there. It was, it was almost obscene. You, know, you would like turn the channel, like, oh my god, this is some kind of softcore porn going on here. Well, you look, know? everybody wants to be a war correspondent, just like he wants to be a wartime president. Which is probably why it seems like he's dragging us into World War III right now. Uh, it's like they've become addicted to war coverage over the past 20-plus years. That uh, well, Hell, why not drag America into another one? Yep. All right, back after this. 
Reporting from the Montana Legislature, I'm Eleanor Smith. The House Judiciary Committee heard testimony on a bill Monday that would allow landlords to forego some restrictions surrounding security deposits. Under the proposed bill, landlords could charge cleanliness and damage fees to former tenants without giving them notice if they leave without warning or are forcibly evicted. Republican Representative Stephen Galloway from Great Falls is the sponsor of House Bill 488. The typical rundown is a tenant gives you notice. You take your condition sheet, you go inspect the unit, you find a few things that are deficient, you give them 24 hours to make those things good before they check out so you can refund their deposit. But if you've had to start a court action to get the place back or they've just left and you're in a court action, it doesn't make sense that you still have to send that letter. There was one proponent of the bill. John Sinrud represented the Montana Landlords Association and said asking tenants who are being evicted to clean a place they won't be living in doesn't usually go well. And asking former tenants to go back in to clean up after they're evicted could open the door to larger problems like squatting. Why would you want to allow that tenant to go back into that unit once they've been physically removed by the sheriff? So that's really a kind of a conflict in the law, and what is the landlord to do? There were no opponents of the bill, and the committee did not take immediate action. Hey, there's nothing to buy and no obligation at all. Text the word SAFEGUARD to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. I love this song! I love nachos. Loving everything? You might be buzzed. You know what I love? A- under events or at the door. For more information, contact Dick Vince at 406-672-9207. Serving the great state of Montana from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, so, you know, tied into this conversation that John Jackson and I are having here at the start of this show, uh, Montana Senator Steve Daines uh, spoke, well, the whole congressional delegation spoke before a joint session of the state legislature in Helena yesterday, uh, both of our senators, uh, both of our congressmen. And uh, here's what Senator Steve Daines had to say specifically when it comes to the Biden administration and their foreign policy, because he was talking about how Montana is moving down the right path now under uh, a Republican governor, under a Republican legislature, while Washington is basically just a mess. And he was talking about that contrast. And then he said this about the Biden foreign policy team. President Biden is empowering our enemies and he's putting American national security at risk. President Biden is emboldening our enemies. That line got picked up by Fox News, getting some national attention. And, of course, uh, the liberals on Twitter, on the Montana politics hashtag, are melting down over that line uh, this uh, yesterday afternoon and into this morning uh, as well. The optics yesterday of him visiting Ukraine and all the billions and billions of dollars of our tax money going over there, while the people in East Palestine, Ohio, have nothing, are getting zero help from anybody that has some kind of Chernobyl-like event happen in their community. No one's going to help them. And him going over there and visiting Ukraine, the, the optics of it were just horrible. And it really, really angering people all over the country. Yeah, uh, because again, no, no matter what your take is on, you know, do we provide support to Ukraine? If so, how much support do we provide Ukraine? I, uh, again, I still fully believe that if Donald Trump were still the president of the United States, we wouldn't be talking about a war in Ukraine. We wouldn't be talking about the minor incursion 
incursion that uh, that Joe Biden rolled out the red carpet for. Yeah, you talk about East Palestine, Ohio, where that massive train derailment occurred. It appears to be an environmental catastrophe. And yet, yeah, Joe Biden, you know, walking the streets in Ukraine, but yet not showing up to drink the water in East Palestine. That was the biggest slap in the face that tells you right now he doesn't care about us. So Agreed. Uh, he can send every agency he wants to, but uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there and not to us, and I'm furious. On so, President's Day in yeah, our country. Yeah, President's Day in our country. He's he's uh, over in Ukraine, so that tells you what kind of guy he is. Yeah, that's the mayor of East Palestine, Ohio, Trent Conway, saying it. it's a slap in the face. And that's exactly, that's what our wide open southern border has been. And that's what the shutdown of the Keystone XL pipeline was. We could talk about numerous policies. What is, it is a straight up slap in the face to the American people. And now Joe Biden appears to be uh, getting us into, into World War III, uh, potential nuclear, nuclear war. And he's left our whole southern border completely wide open to the fentanyl invasion and so much more. It's a slap in the face. That's the best way you could say it. What what these this fake line you've been hearing? You heard it from Barack Hussein Obama for eight years. You've now heard it how many times from Joe Biden? Is that I am the president of all Americans, not just the people that voted for me? Well, see that's yet another Democrat line. That listen to what they say because they do the exact freaking opposite. All right, you know those people in that county in East Palestine, they vote. I, I think I saw the stat. It was like seventy percent they voted for Donald Trump in 2020 and that's why he knows he does not care about them at all those are white republican voters who are never going to vote for him so screw them well it's it's, it's completely and totally politics well and yesterday i had a great conversation with uh, a woman named raven harrison and uh, down in texas she's run for congress uh, she's a conservative author i believe african-american and and we were talking about you know china spy balloon and the and i and i slightly defended fema you know, because she was making the point, FEMA isn't even helping out the people in East Palestine, Ohio. And I said, yeah. And I said, I said, you know, I even, you know, slightly praised, you know, the Biden FEMA director at the time because she came out to Red Lodge, Montana in the midst of the historic flooding. But even looking back on that, look back on that whole story and what happened. Oh, yeah, they they rushed to help the dearly beloved Yellowstone National Park. But what did they do for Sweetgrass County? What did they do for Stillwater County? What did they do, you know, even, you know, even for the other outlying areas in, in, in some of these other counties that were hit by the flooding that weren't directly right next to attached to Yellowstone National Park? You know, as it was, you know, like like crickets. And they do this all. It's all enabled by the entire mainstream media because they know without a shadow of a doubt since 2016, the mainstream media is absolutely 100 percent in their back pocket. So all that television coverage, all of the press coverage, the, the print press is all never going to report any of this going to cover for them in any way they can. So he knows he can just do whatever he wants, serve his own people. Like, what did Barack Obama say, Obama say back in the day? We're going to help our friends and punish our enemies. Mm, yeah. Uh, while Joe Biden was in other countries focused on their borders instead of protecting our borders, instead of helping our own people in places like East Palestine, Ohio, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis uh, was, was on President's Day uh, doing what a president of the United States 
should have been doing. Here's part of what he had to say. I think I and many Americans are thinking to ourselves, okay, he's very concerned about those borders halfway around the world. He's not done anything to secure our own border here at home. We've had millions and millions of people pour in. All right, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he also talked about supporting law enforcement and much more. John Jackson, uh, 20 seconds before the break, then we'll get to phone calls. Your thoughts? Yeah, DeSantis is absolutely right. And that border situation, our southern border, him letting uh, you know the entire world's refuse into our country, he doesn't care how much crap he has to take about that or how many Americans have to die for fentanyl. It's all about the future and future voters for them. That's right. Uh, well, we want to talk about this whole Mark Roscoe story as well and some of the liberal nut jobs on Twitter. Let's save that for the 9 o'clock <laughs> hour, though. We'll save that one for the 9 o'clock hour because John Jackson will be with us here uh, uh, for the rest of the morning here on Montana Talks. Your phone calls right after this. This is the Montana Economic Minute. To an economist's eye, prices are market signals. When they go up, it signals scarcity, and when they go down, it signals abundance. And so what's happening in many housing markets is the clearest evidence possible that more housing needs to be built if price growth is ever to be brought under control. That's not what many non-economists think. A recent paper asked a survey panel the question, what do you think would happen to prices and rents if there were 10% more housing units added in the next five years? A sizable majority of both renters and homeowners responded that prices would not come down. In fact, well over a third of both groups said that building more housing would cause prices to go up. This supply skepticism pervades housing discussions. Prices go galloping upwards as people argue and complain that the right type of housing isn't being built, that developers are too greedy, or that noise and traffic caused by additional housing is unacceptable. Vetoing new housing while complaining about prices isn't... Your gold today to learn more about the 123 Protection Plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Hey, if you haven't checked it out, on our Montana Talks app, we now have a podcast feature, on-demand audio, some of our latest. Larry Mayer from the Billings Gazette talking about his big story about the plan to shoot down the China spy balloon over the Beartooth Mountains. He joined us in studio on Montana Talks. Plus, Lewis and Clark County Sheriff Leo Dutton talking about why the drug card best interests. Why not give your wealth a second look? Visit creativeplanning.com. That's creativeplanning.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, I was I was trying to think earlier. I was like, man, what happened in the past week that would be uh, that would be fun to talk about here with John Jackson uh, since we last caught up with him last Tuesday on Montana talks, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's right, Don Lemon, Don, Don Lemon, Lamont. Don Lemon is uh, Tucker Carlson calls him Don Lemon. Uh, you know, uh, John, he is a gay man, and so uh, he knows more about women uh, than women do. Mm -hmm. He knows more about women than married men do. He is an expert on women. So when Don Lemon from CNN says that uh, that women are past their prime. I mean, he's an expert, right? He can't tell you what a woman is, but he can tell you when they're past their prime. <laughs> Dana Lash was the first person to say that on Twitter. I saw her Twitter feed the other day. <laughs> she came out right away and said, you know what? I don't think I'm going to listen to you know a woman's prime from Don Lemon for obvious reasons. <laughs> you know, if, if Dana Lash was walking down the beach 
that Don Lemon is probably still sitting on because he's been booted off the air for three days in a row now, he would go screaming like a little girl down the beach uh, because he would be so afraid of Dana Lash. He would kick his butt. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if Poppy Harlow doesn't by now either. I mean, even the CNN ladies are fired up at uh, Don Lemon. You know what surprised me was to see this guy. You could not find a more hypersensitive, uh, woke dude than Don Lamont. But here, he just pops off at the hip like this with this obviously sexist comment, you know, which even his female co-hosts are looking at him like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever, Don. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the best part was when he says, you know, you know, women are in their prime in their 20s and 30s, maybe in their 40s. When he added the maybe in their 40s line, oh, man, <laughs> holy cow. It's like when you're watching a couple argue at the grocery store and you're like, dude, retreat, 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 you know. And, and, and Don Lamont is so bad. He's so dumb. So over the top, just an example of a wacko lib. It's like Stucker said it last night. You'd almost be sorry to see him go because he's he's so much he's so much fun to make fun of. Yeah, it's it's just too too easy of a target. I'm just glad he's breaking down stereotypes because for how long, uh, John, have we been told that gay men are more sensitive than you and I? And Don uh, Don Lemon just broke that stereotype down. <laughs> He makes you and I look like the most sensitive people out there. Oh, did you see this morning just come out now that Chris Licht, I guess the president of CNN, had a sit down. Is that really his last yep, name? Yep, yep, yep. L I C H T R. Chris Licht. Yeah, <laughs> sat down with him and had a meeting with him, and he's going to have to do some uh, training, some sensitivity training oh. to be able to come back. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. And we all thought Don was so sensitive as it was. Yeah, anyway, so, yeah, yeah, you insensitive jerk. <laughs> All right, let's get into the phone lines. Francis in Big Fork, great to hear from you. What's going on, Francis? Well, I heard that uh, Biden was going to send a few people down to the, where the plane, train went, blew up, because Trump said he was going to go down there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Trump's going to President Trump's going to go visit East Palestine, Ohio. So now, uh, now the the Biden team is trying to figure out who they can send uh, to try to make up for it. Yeah, and I understand that that block, whatever it is, uh, they own a lot of the railroad. A black Rock, yeah, I heard Mark Levin had had kind of pointed out some of the Black Rock. They're one of those woke ESG uh, backers that, that apparently they are uh, part owners. I, I haven't found that specific link myself, but I, you know, one of our listeners had said that Levin was uh, was commenting on that yeah. last week. Yeah, and now he's over there, you know, instead of being here for President's Day. And, you know, like Don Carter, he's a Democrat. Not a, you know, he was a nice guy, but he wasn't a good governor. I mean, president, excuse me. Yeah. But because we lived in uh, Portland, North Dakota at the time, and they shut all the oil wells down at Lignite when there was a long-line shortage of oil. And... One of the trucks from Canada was bringing down oil. He had to turn around and go back because there was no place to store it. Hmm. They were just not letting it out. And that was in the Carter 70s, which is so much of a reminder yeah. of, of the Biden uh, years right now. Where, I mean, yeah, yeah. John, yeah, John Jackson and I were talking about this off air here where, where basically here's – 
here's Joe Biden who, you know, said, well, if it's just a minor incursion into Ukraine. And then, uh, first off, Francis, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. But, uh, yeah, John, you and I were talking about this where there was somebody, I think it was a military general or somebody like that was on Fox News, and they were talking about Vladimir Putin's big speech this week on the anniversary of the invasion and how, you know – you know, you know, uh, the economy in Russia, it's contracted about two percent, but nowhere near as much as they had thought that Putin's economy was going to contract. And well, it's like, well, of course not, because when when Joe Biden appeared to be laying out the welcome mat for the invasion with his minor incursion remarks, he also shut down domestic uh, energy uh, exploration opportunities and propped up the price of oil. Basically, Joe Biden not only laid out the welcome mat for the invasion, but then he's been funding the invasion through high oil prices, which have subsidized and propped up the Russian economy. One of the few things that um, John McCain ever said that was dead on was he said years ago, he said, look, Russia's not a superpower anymore. What they really are is a glorified gas station. And that's how you get to them, is drive down the worldwide price of oil. Well, what is Joe Biden done? Propped it up. <laughs> Propped it up. Enriched him in every way possible. All right. and all to do what? To to fund a bunch of Green New Deal programs that sends a bunch of money to China. So so we're paying Russia with higher oil prices so that we can subsidize Green New Deal programs that sends a bunch of money to China. And and now all the talk is well if if Russia and China team up we could be in World War Three. Joe Biden is going back to Senator Steve Daines' points. He's not only emboldening our adversaries, he's funding them with our money. Well, lo and behold, what we've been talking about on our podcast for nine months now. Yesterday, the Times UK comes out and says, you know what, um, World War Two. Type rationing of food, gas, and energy, you know, if we got into another world war, would really help climate change. Yeah, golly. Yep, create the crisis so you can capitalize off the crisis. What was Rahm Emanuel, the uh, former Obama uh, chief of staff's uh, words? Uh, never, never let, let a good a, crisis go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Next up on the phone lines, Tim in Billings. Uh, Tim, what's your thoughts this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. So, uh, talking about the air raid sirens and the whole production you know remember Zelensky before he became a politician was a was a liar in another way because he was an actor so he's really got the same job he's just got collecting his paycheck from a different group of people and and I think uh, you know Joe Biden he didn't go over there you know to have anything to do with the war he went over there for his annual performance review from his real boss and uh, I want to know how much of the ten percent can they get on Air Force One to send back with the big guy? Yeah, good, good question. Uh, here, here's the thing too: is, is the point that I've been making is, look, even if you're one of those folks who supports uh, aid to Ukraine. Why aren't we demanding that Europe pick up more of the share of the tab here? Why are we spending more than all of Europe combined when this is in their own backyard and we're depleting the resources and the munitions that we might need if stuff gets hot with China? Well, what came out just two days ago, which, I mean, no, it's been out there for a while, but Biden himself said it the other day in a speech, is that it turns out we're, we are subsidizing Ukrainian Social Security, Ukrainian Pensions. We are paying for Ukrainians that fled their own country 
that are not going to fight for their own independence. They fled into other countries. We're paying their welfare. We, we are paying their housing and their expenses. It's, it's just outrageous. And, and we're doing that as we bankrupt our own country, yep. putting our own programs at risk, putting Social Security at risk, putting uh, our own Medicaid programs at risk. So some of the very same senior citizens right now who are still being taxed on their Social Security benefits, by the way, uh, as they finally get to draw what they've been paying into their whole lives, those programs are being put at risk by the John Testers and the Joe Bidens of the world. So so basically we're, we're jeopardizing our own Social Security to pay for somebody else's Social Security. Well, Aaron, you know, as you know, I lived in these third world, fourth world, fifth world countries for 10 years of my life. Countries that are not as corrupt as Ukraine is, okay? And I'm telling you right now, all of that money is being stolen. It's being stolen and siphoned off to overseas bank accounts. It's not going to where they say it is. And God forbid, Aaron, where are a lot of those weapons going? How are they being diverted? Whose hands are they going to end up in? Well, and, and now the big story in the national news is, well, what if, what if China starts helping out Russia. China's already been helping out Russia. You don't think China's been propping up their economy? You don't think China would be more than willing to buy any oil that that uh, other countries uh, claim that they won't be taking? You don't you don't think that whatever sanctions this administration thinks they put on couldn't quickly be erased by whatever additional support China provides? You don't think that they're already giving drones uh, to the Russians? You don't think they're already providing a whole bunch of other support to the Russians? I mean, just the, the height of gullibility here. Uh, or outright lying uh, from from uh, both uh, you know mainstream media and and from the Biden administration. Uh, this was something I was actually going to open up the show by asking you about this one. Uh, I haven't even gotten to it yet. You sent out a tweet yesterday about January sixth and the surveillance footage from January sixth. Haven't seen a story about this in conservative media yet. I checked a number of different sources. I saw there was a brief mention in Politico's playbook about this here this morning. But the bottom line is uh, the liberal media is starting to freak out. Democrat members of Congress are starting to freak out because Kevin McCarthy has apparently turned over 40-some thousand hours of footage and uh, he's given them to Tucker Carlson's uh, producers uh, on Fox News. So he's released a whole bunch of, of uh, the surveillance footage from January 6th. And the Democrats and the media are freaking out. Of course they are. And that's why Pelosi has been holding on to that stuff for two years. McCarthy said he was going to release it. And so far, he's, he's a man of his word. And you raise a good point. What are they so afraid of? What are they hiding? Why are they so outraged that this footage uh, apparently will now go public? We'll, uh, we'll come back. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks. With Aaron Flint. All right, John Jackson in the house with us. The Joker from Twitter at PVT Joker US. He's a retired federal law enforcement officer. He's got over uh, seventy thousand followers on Twitter, but lives uh, right here in Montana. So always great to have him with us here every Tuesday on the show. Uh, John, first off, let me let me say uh, this was really cool. I ran into a uh, Air Force veteran friend of mine, and he said, "Hey, he said, hey, I really love it when you have that that John character on the show, man. That guy's that guy's a riot." He, but what he said was this, and he says, uh, "He said what I love about you you two guys on the radio is I feel like I'm back 
in in my team room with my fellow veterans. <laughs> you know, he feels like he's in the military again, like joking around with the guys in the in the team room. And I, I said, yeah, it's funny that you say that. I said, that's that's why we have so much fun. I said, because when we were down at the shot show in Vegas, I said we were we were drinking bottles of water and throwing the empties behind us. It, it was like we had our own little like our own little Humvee there at the shot show that we were just throwing uh, throwing empty bottles of of water uh, all over the place afterwards. So so anyway, that was a cool compliment. I read uh, Russell. Limbaugh's uh, autobiography, and the guy said, you know, everybody wondered, you know, what made Rush Limbaugh this this larger-than-life success, number one for 30 years in radio, no one could even touch him. And the autobiographer put it really well. He said, when you listen to Rush, you felt like it was just you and him sitting on bar stools, and he was tapping you on the shoulder, leaning, leaning over, and telling you a secret, right? <laughs> and that's just what your buddy's saying, is that atmosphere of where you feel like you're just sitting around talking to the guys. Well, yeah. and really, that's that's kind of what we're doing around here. That's that's a great part of a show like this, is we get to take callers and, and travel in the state. I've gotten a chance to meet I, almost every caller that we that we talk to. I've, I've gotten a chance to meet almost every single one of them at some point. Sometimes it takes a while, like the Disney fan in Libby, Montana. I just met them finally in person last summer when we did our show from Kalispell. But I've been getting emails and talking to them on the show for, you know, 10 plus years. Uh, oh, uh, before we get back to this whole January 6th surveillance uh, footage story here, uh, Bruce in Ennis just sent us a tweet from Benny Johnson. Did Joe Biden fall down the stairs of Air Force One again? When landing for his visit here, uh, so there there is this video footage of what appears to be Air Force One, and yes, somebody falling down the stairs. But it's the there's two doors, and this is the back door yep. with the set of stairs there. So it likely was not Joe Biden because this is where the staff would exit from, right? Yeah, Travis brought that in at the break, and really quickly looked it up, and you can see the video they have of it. Yeah, they're going down the back. Coming out the back door where the staff and probably Secret Service and everybody would come out. So likely not Joe Biden, but somebody took a bad fall, like fell about halfway down those stairs. They, they caught him at the very end, but yeah, it looked pretty nasty. Yeah. Uh, and then I uh, want to get back to this January 6th story here in a second and take some more phone calls. Uh, but first, we also got a message from Jay in Billings. Uh, said this on our Montana Talks app. We should have zero expectations of assistance from Washington, D.C. The agenda there is not in the interests of the majority of states, only a couple of beneficiaries, New York, Illinois, West Coast states, etc. No, you're exactly right, Jay. Thanks uh, for that message. So back to this January 6th story, you shared a, a tweet from the Democrat ranking member on the Homeland Security Committee, and this guy, Benny Thompson is his name, Democrat out of Mississippi, he is outraged at the fact that Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy is releasing public information, releasing government information to the public. And so, so yeah, apparently, uh, according to Politico's playbook this morning, Axios's Mike Allen uh, is reporting that uh, that Tucker Carlson and his team have now received 41,000 hours worth of surveillance footage from the Capitol on January 6th. And it uh, sounds like CNN's not happy about that, even though the media should be the first ones in line demanding that they get access to this same type of information. But anyway, this this uh, Benny Thompson guy, uh, he's he's outraged that this public information will become public. He says he said this. 
if Speaker McCarthy has indeed granted Tucker Carlson, a Fox host who routinely spreads misinformation and Putin's poisonous propaganda, and his producers access to this sensitive footage, he owes the American people an explanation. Uh, give me a break. Like <laughs> these these lying scumbags in the Democrat Party and their and their accomplices in the media. What you you figured out now for the last what five six years is any time how you know you're over the target with these people. How you've stumbled upon the truth is when they accuse you of misinformation. And the biggest one is when they accuse you of being linked to Putin, you're a Putin stooge, you're a you're stooge for Russia. Boom, there's your sign, folks. You have just hit right on the truth. Well, that's why when they lash out at you on Twitter or social media, it, it, like, don't be intimidated. Do not let your heart be uh, troubled, right? <laughs> don't hit anything. Like, they're... Yeah. You know, you're you're hitting the target. That's why they're they're lashing out some bombastically. There's this kid. He's like the vice chair of the Montana Democrat Party, and he's on Twitter every day. Oh, these rich Republicans! And I'm finally I'm like, dude, you're the kid who was at the World Cup in Doha. You got to say it like that, Doha. Doha for the soccer <laughs> tournament. And you're sitting here lecturing the rest of us, virtue signaling about wealth. Get get out of here. Go back to Doha. Oh, that's right. They discriminate against LGBTQ people. And yet you went there anyway, didn't you? I wasn't really, really, I haven't paid much attention to this, you know, the tapes thing of January 6th, you know, because it was a riot and stuff happened and, you know, it was bad. But now, now that McCarthy's releasing them and you see these people screeching about it, now you got my interest. Now, now I know something is on there bad. You don't want us to see it. I bet you what it is, Aaron. It's the number of undercover cops, undercover feds that participated in this, number one. And number two, the number of Antifa people that participated. Dennis, Dennis Prager, very early on, said this was a Reichstag fire incident. Uh, Nancy Pelosi rejected her. She was in charge of capital security. They rejected additional uh, security uh, support. Uh, for January 6th, uh, the D.C. mayor, Muriel Bowser, rejected additional National Guard presence. Uh, and so 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 the yeah, Dennis Miller said said or Dennis uh, uh, Dennis Prager, I'm sorry, said very early on within like a week of January 6th, this was a Reichstag fire. And again, that Latin phrase that we used during uh, covid-19, qui bono, who benefits who has benefited from January 6th? The Democrats. Who doesn't want the, the video footage released of evidence of January 6th? The Democrats. Well, qui bono. Wait, Who you benefits? know, at Jurassic Park, when the velociraptors, that great scene where they showed the velociraptors were so smart that they would go and test the wires and find out which one of them were alive and which one of them were, you know, were inert. Well, see, with these Democrats, you go testing the wires on them. When you grab one, and, you know, and that gets you, boom, you're on the truth. You just hit on the truth wire. Found right him, there. coach. He's over here. <laughs> he's over. He's right here. <laughs> All right, Doug and Eureka. Doug, good to hear from you. What's going on? Okay, yeah, a good lead into what I wanted to bring up was a, a great interview that Darren Beatty of Revolver News gave to Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck, got, bless his heart, you know, has got his head screwed on straight and uh, took the took <laughs> opened his eyes to really what's going on. The, there's been a coup within the United States that there are the 
the permanent state runs us. Unless we do something about it, we are, you know, doomed to go into this cycle of they depredation. They want to chew us up and spit us out. They think of humans as being, uh, you know, it's an anti-human agenda. And uh, me being a human, I'm kind of uh, opposed to it. <laughs> I think it's really important that we, uh, that we, it, I, Travis, bless his heart, didn't know who, uh, hadn't heard of Revolver News, and I and I and he took umbrage. I said yeah, I said something smart to him, I, but no, I'm sure he could teach me a lot. We could all teach each other a lot. That's right. Yeah. But to take to take the veils off and to recognize that the enemy is in the gate. I well, so you talk about point. there being a coup. Uh, look at what COVID nineteen did to upend the American economy. Look at what the Chinese have done. Look at what the Democrats in Congress did to undermine the President of the United States with lie after lie after lie. But you're right. No matter who the President is, who is really running this country is a really good question. Oh yeah, and, and we—I'll tell you who it is, Aaron. It is all the Obama acolytes that prop up Joe Biden because all this is is the third term of Barack Hussein Obama, and you got people in there like Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, and of course we had uh, Jen Psaki, who was you know just recently left. All those people are who runs the show—they pass him the the stuff to read on his teleprompter and the stuff to read for his speeches. He just says what they what they tell him to say. They're running the show. Yeah, and and even before Barack Hussein Obama. There was there was Bruce Babbitt, the interior secretary under Bill Clinton, who flies over north central Montana and says, you know what? I think we're just going to place a little monument here. And then with a little pen and a piece of paper, they declare a national monument in Montana and lock off this land. Uh, it's it's this deep state that's undermining America. That's for sure. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. The average American household is paying $10,000 in Biden inflation tax. Gas prices are up 46%. Real wage growth is down. Heating and electric bills now at a 25-year high. Credit card debt is at an all-time record, a 15% jump in the third quarter. That's the highest in over two decades. America's trade deficit, the highest on record. GDP growth is down. Mortgage rates last week were at about 7% for a 30-year fixed. Uh, When he took office, it was only 2.7%. Americans are now paying more taxes than ever. And the question remains, are you better off now than you were two years ago? The Sean Hannity Show, from coast to coast, later today. I want to remind you about something that you wouldn't think could happen, but it can. And it's people can steal your home. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real, and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you But Home Title Lock does. They want to give you an absolutely free, no obligation uh, verification that your home is still in your name. 
You register for 30 days of protection for free. Just go to Home Title Lock. You deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. MontanaAdvocates.com. That's MontanaAdvocates.com. This is where Montana talks. Don in Great Falls. I want to thank you for doing such a great job. You're my miniature wrestling ball. Well, I wish I were. I, I'm, I'm not even miniature that good. I, I you know, I, yes, you are. There's a long shadow uh, cast there, buddy. You way. affect a lot of people in this country, my friend. Well, we're you just keep up the good work. 016263. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. See, I knew we wouldn't have time to cover everything. I knew we'd go in a million different directions. I still want to talk about Mark Roscoe uh, and then this uh, this phony backcountry hunter and angler activist, uh, Democrat Party anti-gun control activist guy, Ryan Busey, I think is how you say his name, and his shameful attack on Don Kay. Uh, so let's save that for the 9 o'clock hour because that's right. Fair warning. John Jackson will be joining us for another hour of Montana Talks. I know, very risky. Very <laughs> risky, but we're going to keep him around for another hour. I'm gonna, at ease, at ease. I'll be in the area all day, by. man. At ease. I'll be in the area all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I should do the, the warning sirens again here, but uh, let's jump right into it. We got the mighty human Z next up on the phone lines. Uh, Z, great to hear from you. Greetings from the Catskill Mountains, gentlemen. How are you today? We're good. We want our balloon back, though. What the heck? You guys in Michigan stole our well, balloon. Well, you know, you guys just got too much attention, and we got the lake, so Lake Huron, hey, it went out, you know. But, uh, hey, I, I, I'm taking that on. Oh, by the way, can I have a, a Velociraptor as opposed to Brandon as president, please? Um, I'm taking that on when Brandon is going to land in East Palestine. He may think he's flying over, uh, you know, Jerusalem uh, on the way, but I figure if I, if I paint like a big blue and yellow X on the streets there, he'll at least show up and see what's going on. Yeah, I heard he was asking for a meeting with Yasser Arafat, and he wanted uh, Ilhan Omar and uh, Rashida Tlaib and everybody to come with him for the visit to uh, East Palestine, uh, right? Human <laughs> uh, Z, great to hear from you. Yeah, that's when you mentioned your podcast earlier, uh, the Mighty Human Z, that's the podcast you're on, right? Yep, the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on Rubble. Yep. Ah, yes, yeah. Yeah, we never did we ever find out what that balloon was that was apparently over Haver, Montana, and then they shot down near uh, Human Z's place in Michigan? I, the latest, I think, they think it was like a science project or something, right? Well, yeah, and that's you see that weasel Kirby out there. He's the guy that's been answering oh, a lot yeah. of questions on this. And you see him say, we're, we're, we'll never really know what they were. We think they might have been related to weather or research uh, companies. That's how you know this was all a setup. Aaron, he looked like a complete wimp for letting that thing go all the way across the country. So now the word went out, find some stuff to shoot down. Boys. Give me something to shoot. It would be like if you and I, you know, we were out near your cabin in, in western Montana and we said, hey, hey, John, let's go hunting. All right. We, and we go hunting uh, this weekend. And then on Monday, we report back and uh, it was, hey, good news, guys. We shot something. <laughs> well, what'd you get? Did you get an elk? Did you get an antelope? No, no. We, well, we don't know what it was, but we sure shot some stuff out in the woods. <laughs> They'd be like, guys, you should not be doing that. Uh, uh, 
You know, like yeah, do uh, you think do you actually think they put up military aircraft and take a shot with their missiles at something they don't know what it is? That could have been Kevin Costner doing Tatanka on the wood line, <laughs> and you just shot the guy because you don't know what you were shooting at. Know your target, folks. They ID'd tar- it. They knew exactly what it was. They shot it down just for <laughs> PR. Come on. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, little Billy's uh, science balloon is at the three o'clock. All right, take it down. We got to make this guy look tough, just like we're going to stage the air sirens in Kiev in a couple of but, weeks. But too. the other thing everybody's missing, Aaron, is that they did one of them with the complete buy-in of the Canadian government. Oh, they, man. The Canadians let them come over their airspace, their ground, and shoot one of these things down just for PR. It's painful. I'll tell you what, if, you're, if you've got pain, if you've got pain in your, in your joints, you've got pain in your knees, you've got pain in your back, or right now you're just like, make the pain go away from what's coming out of Washington. Hey, let me tell you what, there's an exciting uh, new treatment option available for you on the ground in Montana right now. Uh, They've got over 100 clinics across America, but QC Kinetics is now here in Montana. They specialize in regenerative medicine where they use the healing agents within your body to heal your body. You can get a free consultation with local medical professionals. Call QC Kinetics now, 406-201-6263. That's QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. Pro athletes have been using these guys for years.